and gentlemen, welcome to the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged podcast. I am your Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged, Vinny Apicella, and I am here with my co-host, Valerie Noyes. Valerie, how are you today? I am great. How are you? I am doing great myself. It's been a long week. Happy Halloween to everybody. I see you are wearing the orange of the pumpkin. Yes. <laughs> my pumpkin in it, and it matches my trail spots. Your what spot? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, fantastic. How is your uh, Halloween weekend going? I worked most of it. So, yeah. But, you I know, it's good. I was actually very glad to get to pick up an extra shift because I recently lost all of my overtime hours. And once you're used to working, you know, living on that, it's... It's a big uh, letdown to not it's have a big that. adjustment. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, that's why it's like my with my two jobs, it's hard for me to um, think about when I don't have to worry about it anymore because oh, <laughs> I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> I'm trying to silence my watch so it doesn't go. Out. There we go. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think about like next year when I get married and dropping down to one job as opposed to two as to how that income is going to go. Will I have to keep two jobs after marriage, even with my, you know, then wife moving here and moving in with me, you know, and her income, wherever that may be. Um, it, it's, it's a struggle because it's an unknown. So I definitely understand it. Yeah, it's there a lot of unknown in my life. I've got one one child left at home. Mm -hmm. And teenagers are so expensive. I don't know if you've noticed that yet. <laughs> well, my son just turned 16, so I know it. But he did he he's actually holding it down. He's got two jobs. So plus he's doing musical theater classes and his marching band for school plus school. So he's a busy guy too. That's yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I, I don't have kids do all they do because you know, I can at least, I don't have to study and be tested on my stuff. Well, that's not exactly true. <laughs> I'm a nurse, so I have lots of tests all the time. So I get that, <laughs> but thank you for your hard work throughout this entire pandemic and, um, you know, just being able to be other. Now, the question I have is, have you been vaccinated? I have been vaccinated. It was my choice. Mm -hmm. um, if I hadn't, and uh, people were telling me I had to, I honestly don't know what I'd do because it's my right to say no. I agree with you. I did get vaccinated myself. I wanted to do it while it was still my choice before I was getting forced into it uh, or put into some kind of a concentration camp. Um, but, oh, is that not PC to say? Well, it may be true coming forward. Um, or people just lose their jobs. But I mean, we've, we've, we're actually seeing a growing list of um, celebrities who are, um, you know, we've all been talking about Hollywood, how it's so liberal and anti-Trump and all this kind of stuff. We're seeing a lot of celebrities now who are taking that stand against the, especially in California, their vaccine mandates. Um, Ice Cube, who uh, turned out now, the, the way I look at it is, you know what, these guys have money in the bank account, so they could turn down jobs and offers and stuff and be comfortable. 
what's really going to hurt is us blue collar people who work for our work for a living. And then if we're, and, and I'm not even going to say anti-vax because it doesn't even go anti-vax, but it's against being forced to be vaccinated to go to work, you know, and want to wait until the, the studies come out and everything. And, and um, all the research is done before actually getting vaccinated, you know, to get vaccinated. It may be somebody who wants, to, who, who's choosing to get vaccinated, but choosing to wait. Why should they have to be forced? Yeah, and you have to wonder why that, that it's being forced upon us right now. I, I have a theory that it's just to get us used to saying, yes, sir, we'll do what we're told. But and to me, the whole mandate thing, honestly, isn't even about the vaccine. Um, it's about our rights and you know, we give away our rights one little tiny bit at a time. Um, pretty soon they're all gone. And you go right. back and you say, what happened? So uh, that's what the stand would be for me. So, but. No, and, I, and I agree with you completely. I'm just looking for the list here. I know I have it. I know I liked it on my Twitter uh, feed. So I want to see if I can at least bring up the current. I can tell you right off the bat, Ingle Rademacher, who. You know, mainly a general, oh, here we go, uh, who's mainly a general hospital actor has actually, from what I've heard, is being written out of the show because he refuses to get vaccinated. They film out in Los Angeles. Um, Ice Cube turned down the, the movie. Uh, I think it was a Jack Black movie. Turned down $9 million. Um, Russell Brand, Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, Kyrie Irving, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, is sitting out because New York won't allow, you know, people to, uh, work while being vaccinated. Uh, I don't even know who Jonathan Isaac is, um, but the list is growing, and you know it's good seeing Hollywood use their platform to take a stand. Right. You know, and like I said, I'm not anti-vax. When it comes to being anti-vax, or when it comes to vaccines, you know what? Sometimes it may work. You know, like when you're a kid, you know, you get vaccinated for polio, you get vaccinated for the MMR, and whatever. I mean, as a kid, our parents always forced us to play with kids who had chicken pox so we would get it. So we would, that would be the vaccine, right? Right. <laughs> um, so I get it. Vaccines in the, in the majority of time work. Now there are the flip side. Vaccines are not uh, regulated. So they don't have to pass, you know, they don't have to be um, even across the line, no matter what drug maker makes them, right? So oh, that's, that's disturbing. Why aren't they? That's, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. Um, I will research it more, but I do know that a friend of mine, his child, um, after being vaccinated, had a buildup of, I think it was some kind of a metal in his blood. It must've been, it was either lead or maybe mercury or something, but it caused his child to become autistic. And I've been hearing numbers like that. I don't know how proven it is. I mean, there are people that say it's not proven. I'm not a researcher. I'm not a scientist or a doctor. So I can't give percentages or anything. I could just go by from what I've been told by experience from people. Um, but so there are anti people who are truly against vaccinations. There are religious, you know, there are, you know, religious exemptions. In Connecticut, of course, being a democratic stronghold by our idiot governor, 
they've actually gotten rid of the religious exemptions. So I think a lot of them were there was religious exemptions written in, they weren't approving them anyway. I mean, I'm just getting that from news and I haven't, I haven't checked the sources, you know, but um, that's what I've heard, especially with the military, they have that option to opt out, but they're never approved. That's what I've heard. And it's, I was, I'm just following Twitter for anybody who wants to follow me. I am at V Apicella SWE. Uh, you could follow the show at Bariatric E-N-G-P-O-D um, on Twitter. I do follow, I, you know, I look at the comments and uh, stories of people that, you know, have, you know, chosen not to take the vaccine. American Airlines just canceled over a thousand flights over the weekend because they didn't have enough staffing because of the vaccine mandate. Of course, they said it was because of high winds. Um, the only winds that are coming out are the ones coming out of their ass. Um but honestly, it's like looking at, but then look at the list of entities that are exempt from that federal mandate, the CDC, the White House, the senators, the, the House of Representatives, anybody in government, um, the post, I think the post office is against their, their union contract or some kind of mumbo joke. Right, that's what I read. That. Um, but for, you know, for our Bozo Biden president, who recently just shit his pants in front of the Pope, uh, also known as Poopgate. Um, and actually, did you see, well, you're not on Twitter. Poopy Pants Biden actually was number number one trending in the world. Did he really? I mean, are you serious that he pooped yes. his pants? Or, or from what they said, a bathroom accident in front of the Pope. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm embarrassed for him oh. you know and it's like the jokes are coming out come on now i mean we joke about it everybody jokes about it but the fact is that the guy obviously is not fit to be president no i, I when he first ran and I'm, i was i he would be up there and i just listened to him i felt so bad that his family wouldn't just pull him off the stage and say come on dad we can't do this you're not and then we elected him what the hell something said bad things yeah (laughs) something smells besides biden's pants you're you're absolutely right i mean like i said (laughs) he was just a puppet and like i said i think he's lasted a lot longer than i expected him to um because I thought within six months he would have been pulled out and Camel Toe Harris was going to be president. I thought three, so we were on the same. Like I said, she, they didn't realize how horrible she was. Was that it? <laughs> it could be. I mean, they wanted Hillary as the first woman president, you know, and then all the, when Trump won, because people saw that he was a better candidate, whether, you know, whether or not you want to say popular contest, whatever, people saw that he was a better candidate. And yeah, you know, you get to be, oh, well, he lost the popular vote. Well, you got to look at it this way. The reason why the Electoral College is in effect is because it gives the equal uh, voting rights or the equal say to the people that are more spread out than the urban areas like Los Angeles, New York, um, you know, Boston, California, uh, Boston, uh, Hartford, for New Britain, whatever. Um, right. 
if not, you guys out there on the East Coast would be making rules for us here in the Midwest and our lives aren't the same at all. No, I mean, and, so. and I can imagine, like, I mean, and I've heard disturbing rumors and disturbing reports that, you know, because of the supply chain, many farmers out in your area have had to burn some of their crops. Really? I haven't heard that. And around here, it's all corn and wait, a lot of corn and a lot of ethanol plants. So I'm assuming that we could at least, if they would go there. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. So. But I, I mean, at least that's what I've heard. I could be mistaken. I, again, more research is needed. No, I don't research a lot of stuff on the show, folks. I, a lot of stuff I, I read online. And yes, I do use the trusted news sources like Fox News. And even I try to do like uh, BBC or whatever, because our American news here is absolutely horrible. It's either very slanted one way or another. Um, so or I they just ignore it. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, there there's a lot of stuff that comes out that just, you know. However, there is one thing that has been uh, on the mind. I mean... The, the, the idiots in charge of our country are just going downhill very quickly. And I'm not just talking about the shit running down Biden's pants legs. But um, Anthony Fauci, you know, uh, the guy who's, you know, been in charge and creating all these rules for the pandemic and coronavirus and this and that. And boy, he's getting a lot of heat recently to the fact where hashtag arrest Biden, I'm um, sorry, arrest Fauci was trending um, on Twitter for a lot of acts that he had um, perpetrated against dogs. Cruelty to dogs of all things, you know, of all things. Cute little puppy dogs too. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I, I read up a, a bunch on that and I, I, st I just still don't know. I mean, I read up, but I, I mean, I know what he's saying or the NIH is saying that they fund or the, the NIAID, whatever that one, they fund the, um, some research with dogs, but the pictures of the dogs with the horrible nets over their heads, that that was not their study, hmm. but that's what they're that's what they're saying of, co of course and of course and you know what it could have been clickbait it could have been a stock image from somewhere else and just put on the story or whatever and i'm not saying that it's it's you know 100 percent truthful or whatever the case is but the fact is is why would you want to test on dogs i mean a lot of i guess the whole idea was they're shelter dogs and they were strays and but still i mean you know, you shouldn't be testing on animals in general. Right. And not to mention a dog's anatomy is not the same as a human's. The closest thing to a human would be pig. Hey, I take that personal. Well, I mean, I'm, 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 you know, I'm Italian, so I'm a guinea pig. But <laughs> yes, folks, I'm not PC and I don't get offended. So, but, you know like yeah no seriously the close like that's why they use pig uh you know hearts and pig uh, uh um organs in right. yes um 
But, yeah, I don't. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah it's just amazing to me how it's just absolutely ridiculous how things are going the way they are um we see not only the fact that um we have an, a buffoon running the country even bigger than you know obama and obama was no saint but he wasn't Obama for all his, all this crap that he did was pretty intelligent. He spoke with intelligence and with a certain type of charisma, which is how he won the vote. Right. Biden has none of those qualities. He stumbles around his words. You know, he doesn't have any kind of leadership qualities. Right. And but he talks nice. He talks nice if he can get it out. Or if, get it out if he can remember what he's saying, yeah. If he hasn't gotten too angry and his real personality comes out and you see him threatening the press to run them over with the truck or, you know. <laughs> yep. they, um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of... I watched this week... Oh, Sorry, back to Fauci. You know, when he first came, when I first met him on TV, you know, yeah. I first thought, hey, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, you know, and and then more, the more he talked about things, the further we got into it. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt for the a very long time. Right. Mm -hmm. so this is new. Um, we don't know all the rules. So if the rules change a little bit, I understand. Mm -hmm. But... <laughs> Let's wear three masks. It's ridiculous. I know. We still somebody need I, to breathe. Somebody yeah. I worked with at one of my jobs was a double masker. And I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm sorry, but that's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I think the masks are ridiculous in general because I don't think that they actually work. Um, I mean, think about it. When you fart, the smell still comes through the fabric. So, right. you know, I mean... In general, nothing is, unless you're specifically putting a plastic bag over your face where you can't breathe, nothing is going to stop any kind of germs. I agree. And I've seen them in the hospital. Our hospital here, they had the masks that were really looked like a scuba helmet. Right. Or, you know, where they had, they were, they had little oxygen packs on their belts. Yeah. And that's, you know, I guess, but I... I'm just done. I'm just, if I get it now, I, I've, I've had it, but if I get it again, I get it again and I'll probably survive. So. Yeah. Well, it's got a 95% survival rate. Right. Right. Which is actually higher than the flu. But if you notice what happened to all the flu numbers last year, they just got mixed in with the COVID numbers. Yeah. Sure they were still there. They were just counted as, as COVID because. You get more money for a COVID diagnosis than the flu. Right. And the people probably wouldn't mind because if it was designated as COVID, they weren't billed if they right. didn't have insurance. So. That's true. Well, um, I mean, it started hot and heavy. You were about to say something uh, before uh, you were looking I, into something. I was, uh, I watched the Merrick Garland uh 
the House and the Senate uh, hearings with him. And I truly got the feeling that he is just like Biden. He's just there. He doesn't have a clue. That's what I, I watched him with the, with the Senate this week. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I watched him live. So, you know, there's no, no fake news here with me. <laughs> <laughs> just what I saw. And I mean, I don't know all the answers to all of it. There was a, one question from a Democrat that I liked, and they asked about the um, if he could look into indigenous people going missing. There seems to be some sort of uh, gap between when you're on the reservation and when you're not that the they don't uh, they don't correspond with each other. Like the sheriffs outside and inside the reservation don't correspond and it seems like people go missing more often and aren't found with anyway so i thought that was interesting i guess that's kind of uh come to my mind a lot with the with the gabby um thing but other than that most of the questions were just about the school board meeting and well the democrats were talking about trump of course and january 6th yep but anyway, see the fact I, I that it was set up by Democrats and Trump had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it, people just can't. Uh, you can't have responsibility for everything, even if his followers or that sounds weird. His supporters, right? Um, hail Trump, um, were <laughs> ones that did it. I mean, the person that shot the guy at the baseball three years ago was it three yeah 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 scalise mm-hmm. was he the one that was I shot think so, yeah. yeah yeah um that was a bernie follower so mm-hmm. and nobody gave him shit about it no. you can't do you can't control everybody so for me i'm using my mind powers <laughs> oh i could definitely feel it through the computer <laughs> Um, well, speaking of which, uh, I mean, you brought it up with the Gabby Petito case and like, how do you see, like, what do you, what is your viewpoint on it? I mean, I really haven't followed it too closely. I tend to stay away from the news. I don't watch, I don't really watch the news, you know, and, you know, just, um, but I do obviously read about stuff that happened. I know that her body was discovered about a, over a little, a little over a month ago. And then they found some bones near the ID of her boyfriend. So they're trying to find out if that's him or not. What's your, what's your take on it? Well, my, I, um, the last I'd heard that they did identify him through dental records, that the bones okay. were his. I don't, I haven't heard anything about if they can tell any cause of death or anything with him, but it sounded like his bones weren't even like together, you know, like that begs now my mother who she's not really a conspiracy theorist, but she's one of those people like the lifetime movies where the guy is always at fault. Um, But she thinks she seems to think that the, that he's still alive and that his parents just kind of brought his teeth there so that they could identify him through dental records. I don't know for sure. You know, you know, it was weird because they had been looking for him all this time. The parents come out there and, you know, and a couple hours later, he's found. But 
I guess random shit does happen sometimes. So I don't, I try not to get into the, the conspiracy theories too much though. Um, I do. It was weird. That's as far as I can go with it. Cause it was just, it was all weird. I mean, why if they didn't even seem worried about him, that's the weirdest part to me. Mm-hmm. And if they really thought he was out there and he's going to kill himself, if he left the note in the car, why weren't they out there looking for him? If it was my kid, I would be out there until I found him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. I'm the same way. So but, that doesn't make sense to me. I just I mean, we could pick and we could pick apart a lot of these, you know, missing people's cases. I mean, granted they did find the, the body or the remains of Gabby Petito, but I mean, even going back to Connecticut um, about 3 years ago, 2 or 3 years ago now, um, the Jennifer Dulos case, you know, where, you know, this I want to say she was like maybe in her early fifties or whatever up and just vanished, you know, and they pointed the finger at her ex-husband and his new girlfriend and, um, the one with all the kids. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then they, the ex-husband hid, they, they saw them on film, like getting rid of clothes, clothes, clothing. Yeah. Um, and then the, the ex-husband ended up killing himself a year and a half later or something when he before he was able to um, go to trial or, or something. And in his suicide, no, he said, you know, it's it was, um, you know, this person and that person didn't have anything to do with it. And he didn't necessarily, you know, admit to anything, but he just said, leave them out of it because they have nothing to do with this. Um, so, again, I don't know that nobody's found a body. Nobody's found her. I seem to think maybe she's living it up in Las Vegas and said, I can't take these kids anymore. Um, And, you know, but seriously, I don't, what, like, you have to think about it. What happens to these people? I mean, I've watched an awful Law and Order SVU to kind of, you know, see how sick people are in terms of hiding bodies and and stuff. And it's, it really is disturbing how people are that sick. Who was it? John Wayne Gacy that, that, uh, you know, was putting the bodies of his victims under his house, you know. I think that that's who it was. Yeah. My my daughters are really into the, the um, podcast. Uh, they like crime junkies podcast. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. I don't know if it's that one, but there's one that's specifically about missing people, mm-hmm. and so many. I mean, even even guys just go missing, and they're just. so weird and they just disappear and i just said i wasn't into conspiracy theories but it could be aliens you know they could be being abducted by aliens it is a possibility i keep waiting i'm like come and get me but they don't want me (laughs) (laughs) are you trying to intimate that you are looking to have an anal probe shoved somewhere where the sun don't shine (laughs) <laughs> i wasn't really thinking about anal probes at the moment i i want to i don't know but wouldn't it be cool as long as you lived through it and you weren't too scarred uh, i don't know they'd have to use the ky um <laughs> my my ass is not whole only thank you very much um uh <laughs> um but you know thinking about law and order i just watched an episode i've been going through law and order svu on peacock at 
um, at work at night and uh, I had listened to uh, Chris Jericho's podcast a couple of, I want to say it was maybe about a month ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. He had on true crime uh, people on his podcast. And they were talking about um, the serial killer that was known as the butcher baker, Robert Hansen, um, where he um, had abducted, raped and murdered at least 17 women in and around Alaska. He, you know, and he started, you know, in, um, I want to say it was like, uh, he was born in Iowa and then eventually migrated or emigrated to Alaska and, um, ended up, uh, basically kidnapping women. He was married. He had a kid, he had a good family or whatever, but he ended up, um, kidnapping and then torturing women, keeping them in dog cages, raping and, and torturing them, and then would take him up in his private plane and go into the woods in Alaska, strip them naked, let them get a head start, and he would hunt them like, oh my gosh, like a, like, you know, like a wild animal. Oh, that's, oh my God. I, I haven't heard of this guy. That's awful. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he, he was eventually caught, ended up sentenced to 461 years and a life sentence without a possibility of parole, ended up dying in 2014 due to natural causes. Um, and amazingly, when Law and Order did it, I think they ended up um, combining the story of him and the Craigslist killer um, into one. And obviously it's fictional based upon a true story, but it's fictional. Um, Law and Order season, I believe it was season 13, episode 15, it was called Hunted. Uh, so if you have the cock and you want to uh, ch- look at, check it out, it was actually pretty good. Um, and just the story itself, if you want to read up on him, again, his name is Robert Hansen, known as a butcher baker. And the reason why he was called that is because he was, uh, he was a baker, a, a baker in town and would get up every day. It's just when his wife and kid would go out of town for whatever reason, he would have this entirely second life. And he won hunting trophies um, for, you know, the moose that he hunted or whatever. And up in, up in Alaska. Oh my goodness. He was a very, very sick man. That's somebody who's beyond psychopath. He was a sociopath. Right. Um, But yeah, if you ever want to, you know, check them, you know, check out that uh, story. Um, the victim, 17 known killed, um, 31 plus raped. One, and the only reason why they found out about him is because one, one girl actually was actually did get away. Um, after she was trapped, after, after she, she was trapped, trapped she, she got away from him during the, the hunt and uh, was able to get to help. That's how they finally ended up catching him. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's how a, many people that woman saved besides herself. No kidding, but that's a that's a true crime story in and of itself. Um, all right. So earlier in the week, um, I did text you and I said, "Let's do something fun for the episode today, and let's talk about some of our guilty pleasure movies." I know it's Halloween, and everybody's going, "Oh, well, what's your favorite horror movie, or what's your favorite Halloween movie?" Um, but I wanted to take it in a different direction and be like, uh, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? 
that you enjoy watching that maybe got panned by the critics at, you know, in the film, in the film industry, um, which I still say that people, you know, the movies that win best picture at the Oscars are never movies that normal people like. Um, but that's just my opinion. I have one that I, people probably hate me for saying that this is one of my favorite movies, but it's uh, The Hateful Eight. Have you seen it? I don't think I have. It's, uh, um, what is it? I think it's, I think the director is Tarant Tarantino. Is there a, oh, I don't know. But he is, uh, it's, it's really about all horrible people. You, you, you know, usually in a movie, you have the good guys and the bad guys. And it no, was these a Tarantino are, movie brought, that, that was released in 2015. Yeah, they're, hor they're all bad. They're all, you're, always, you're looking through this whole thing, trying to figure out who's the good guy and the bad guy. And you can't because they're all bad. And, but there is a really, oh, you're going to hate me. But <laughs> they kept saying over and over, this was uh, 1800s, right? Yeah. So they kept saying, we got a nigger in the stable with a letter from Lincoln. <laughs> oh boy, you're just getting, you're, you're going to get us canceled. Uh, <laughs> hey, you I know what, if that's the context, then you know what, you, you say what you got to say. I, I, no, I don't feel, that's not a word I use, but man, they used it over and over and over and... <laughs> Well, I guess it kind of works. It, it's kind of okay because Samuel Jackson is in the movie, so yeah, know. he was he was the one with the letter from Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it looks like it had a pretty good cast: Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell, um, and Bruce Dern, and it looks like Seek Refuge from a Blizzard and a Stagecoach. So, uh, sometime after the American Civil War. So, I mean, it's a Civil War movie. Um, I guess are in that time frame. Well, yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, pretty every very gory and bloody, and which is not like I like at all. But it it was just so different. It was just I was just thinking of guilty with that one that yeah. I kind of felt inside like, oh my god, <laughs> should I even watch this? Can I watch this in mixed company? How about you? One of my guilty pleasures is, and this is going to come as no surprise, um, but Ready to Rumble. Um, it was the 2000 uh, movie. It was based upon um, WCW, World Championship Wrestling. Um, and it stars David Arquette, Oliver Platt, Scott Kahn, along with, you know, numerous wrestlers and then Joe, Pan Joe Pantoliano um, as the evil Titus Sinclair. Um, right? T yeah, Titus Sinclair. Um, but he was the evil promoter supposedly playing the part for Eric Bischoff. Um, I love that movie. And then, and then because of that, I never really, I mean, I never really got into too much with Scott Kahn. I'm sorry, with uh, Oliver Platt. Although I did, I have seen some some of his other movies, um, but I've been been a huge David Arquette fan and Scott Kahn fan. You know, help I got into uh, Hawaii Five O because Scott Kahn is in it, which great show on on CBS, um, which I think is still on, still producing shows. I know they did have a cast change midway through the uh, series, 
Um, I can't, I don't know if it was actually uh, canceled or not. Um, but, and then David Arquette, a lot of this, this movie obviously gets a lot of heat because it's a movie about wrestling. Um, but also the storyline is kind of hokey. Um, they don't know whether to, um, you know, say that it's, you know, they, they put it out there that wrestling is a work, but then, you know, it's like they chose Oliver Platt's character that's going to an actual wrestling uh, trainer played by Martin Landau. And just, it's absolutely hilarious in my opinion. Um, and, you know, it does, it draws that line between whether it's real or fake and whether it's going to portray it as real or fake or the politics behind wrestling or, you know, that bad or, or what have you. Um, I love it, uh, but that's, I mean, that should come as no surprise. Uh, it didn't surprise me. <laughs> what? It did not surprise me. <laughs> uh, what's another one of your favorite go-to movies? Maybe not guilty pleasure, but a, a favorite go-to movie. I think my, one of my all-time favorites is The Sandlot. Okay. A coming of age book that I, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, but okay, so I don't do horror movies. Okay. I, I don't like to put that stuff in my brain. There's too much real crap, so I don't like to put that in my brain. Um, some of my favorite, I love Shrek, the first okay. one. Yep. Um, so much uh, adult humor in that. Mm-hmm. But they did it well because I don't think the kids can see it. Right. You know? um and i love a despicable me mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I i like i like fun movies so i get that um, i i could generally get into just about any movie as long as i can get into the storyline um like there were a couple of movies i just could not get into Waterworld for one i just i saw it at a drive-in i i couldn't get into it um and that but i mean i was younger back then um when that came out um drive-ins do they have drive-ins anymore there's actually still a couple in connecticut although it's funny the one in one of them in connecticut that's close by me last year when covid was at its highest out of all years they closed i'm like they closed for a renovation or something i'm like you couldn't hold up one more year knowing that every other movie theater is closed like you could have been (laughs) um but yeah there are two in connecticut and they're they're around um, it just a lot of them don't play newer features anymore. They're more older. Like I know the one here in Connecticut by me um, during the summer, like on a Saturday night, they'll have a double feature, but it'll be like older stuff. Like, you know, they'll show Ghostbusters and then one other one, and you know, um, Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, are probably two of my favorite movies, <laughs> uh, the yeah. series themselves. I cannot wait for the new Ghostbusters movie to come out next month. Um, because it's actually a continuation of the original storyline, not the one that came out a couple years ago with Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can't wait for that to come out. I didn't know that there was going to be another one, so that, that is exciting. Yeah. Um, it, it follows the granddaughter of Egon, I believe. Oh. <laughs> Um, and obviously Harold Ramis has passed away, so he's not going to obviously be able to reprise his role, but I believe that Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and Ernie Hudson all did reprise their roles as Vankman, Vankman, uh, Stance, and Zedmore, so, um, that's going to be a good, 
good movie to go see. Um, they released for in terms of the Back to the Future franchise, I did buy I I, I bought both those series on Blu-rays um, because I absolutely enjoy them. But um, they actually released a fake teaser trailer about supposedly a Back to the Future Part Four that was supposed to be coming out at some point. Um, but it's obviously fake because neither Michael J. Fox nor Christopher Lloyd had ever signed on for a fourth movie. Um, but it was the way it was put together. It's up on YouTube somewhere. Um, the way it was put together was absolutely uh, phenomenal, though. Um, um, probably, I have to say, one of my go-to movies, if I'm, if I'm in the mood to watch a movie and just be entertained, is Be Cool. With John Travolta, uh, The Rock, um, and based it was the sequel to Get Shorty, and um, it was based off the book by Elmore Leonard. I read the book, and amazingly, in the book, the character that The Rock plays is actually it seems like it was written for The Rock. The only difference being the character is gay, The Rock is not. Um, but a giant Samoan that could lift one eyebrow. I mean, where else are you gonna find that? <laughs> um but that's that's like one of my go-tos um if i just want to be entertained i think the storyline is phenomenal john travolta has to dance in just about every movie he's in it might be must be written into his contract maybe so (laughs) i watched a rock movie last night i watched jumanji which one the first or the second um the first one with the rock in it Okay, so it was, okay, so it was the, the the first one because they're um, they did come up with a sequel a couple uh, a couple years ago, Jumanji Two: Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, okay, I I guess I didn't even know that. <laughs> um, I really like the the original Jumanji with. I never saw the original. Really, with really? Robin Williams. Uh, he was he was a treasure. I'm going to have to uh, watch that and, um, and see because like when I, when it first came out and I first saw um, and, you know, I first saw the, the trailers for one, the Robin Williams one, um, it didn't look all that appealing to me. So I just, you know, it, it was never something that was on my list of wanting to see it. But then when the rock did the remake, um, of course, we call him The Rock. He's, he's really Dwayne Johnson. Um, but uh, when he came out with doing the remake, I'm like, okay, well, let me let me go watch. And it was absolutely hilarious. So obviously, they modernized it, as you saw. It was more of a video game rather than a board game. Um, right. But I'm uh, now I'm going to have to see the original. You really should. It's it's worth the watch, definitely. <laughs> Well, I will definitely have to take a look at that. Um, all right. So what has been going on in your life this week? Uh, I'm just uh, not a whole lot. Okay. <laughs> not a whole lot. Anything exciting in yours? Other than work and kickboxing and that's about it like i mean you've gone to another term for school i have four classes left before i get my degree so uh i'm happy about that um of course i got to pay for the other three classes um so those have to come out of my 
pot, pocket over the next couple months. Um, but other than that, no, everything is uh, everything is going good in my life. Um, I, have you uh, have you listened to any other podcasts recently? No. Are you a big podcast? Are you a big podcast listener? Um, that first. I uh, what I not big. It's kind of new to me there too. I um, listened to all the very presidential ones. I find them interesting. Mm-hmm. You ever listen to that? Um, no, I'm uh, I'm partial to the wrestling ones. No big surprise there. Um, <laughs> yeah, wrestling, wrestling and soap operas. That that's that's all I listen to. I listen to the all. I listen to. Uh, let's see, Bruce, Jim, uh, Bruce, Jr., Eric, Kurt, Jeff. I listen to five of the seven, uh, five of the seven um, Conrad Thompson podcasts. I listen to both Jim Cornette podcasts. I listen to Jericho if he has something interesting on there. Um, and then I listen to the Pier 54, which is a general hospital fan podcast. Um, they're the ones that actually got me back interested in podcasting and got the creative juices flowing again. Uh, when I was on their podcast um, back, I want to say it was maybe July, um, I was on as, a, as one of their fan spotlights and that kind of got me back into the swing of things. So if you want to check that out, that is in their archives. It's called Pier 54, a general hospital fan podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, go back, go check it out. I think it was in July. Um, and then also, I listened to the General Hospital um, recap from uh, James Law Jr., um, JLJ Media. Uh, again, he's fantastic. And I just picked up another one um, called The Tenth Floor, um, which is another you know General Hospital podcast. Um, it's a mother and son duo who are General Hospital fans, and it's absolutely hilarious. The son does a lot of great voices and voice impersonations, and um it makes it fun so i listen to a lot of them especially at the hotel because i over overnight you know when i'm doing my tours i just kind of put my earbud one earbud in so i can hear everything else and then i just go about my business um but i i i do i listen to a lot of podcasts and it kind of helped me get my creative juices flowing again that's why i need a podcast co-host me yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> so podcasts are new to you oh yeah um when i had uh covid i was kind of locked away in a dungeon not really but um <laughs> uh quarantined and i lo- i listened to a lot of them then um listen to uh what were they oh medical murders mm-hmm. listen to that one that one was bothered me still does i gotta be careful what i listen to um i guess it gives me some good ideas for murders in my book <laughs> well there you go <laughs> um or or just from my sick mind you know I, can... <laughs> I think i think you have to kind of have a sick mind nowadays i mean it's you can't be too vanilla anymore because you'll get run over by everybody else's sick mind <laughs> yeah yeah, I like vanilla. <laughs> I prefer vanilla over chocolate myself, but um, that's just me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, 
Is there anything else on your mind that you'd like to talk about? Get off your chest. Um, I, you know, I thought I had a few things and I just, they're gone. I, I guess I didn't sleep much. So <laughs> I trust me, I completely understand that, but I do actually, there is one thing we talked about last week. We talked about the origin of let's go Brandon. Yes. And I did send you the, the, um, a little screenshot of exactly how it happened. And I know it's an older story, um, but basically what happened is the three, this is directly from, uh, I do believe it was, I want to say maybe it was uh, Fox, uh, Fox news or one of the Apple news. I think it was, um, but the three word chant it, uh, has become an internet sensation after an NBC reporter at a NASCAR Xfinity series race. Um, Incorrectly reported that fans in the stands were chanting, let's go, Brandon, following a victory by driver Brandon Brown, uh, when they were really shouting, you know, fuck Joe Biden. And then that's where it came from. Uh, memes, jokes, comments immediately began to spread across the Internet, posted by users mocking NBC's coverage during the interview. Um, first of all, I didn't realize the NASCAR series was now sponsored by Xfinity. Um, but also, I... You know, did you see, I don't know how true it is, but did you see that In-N-Out Burger in uh, California on the bottom lip of their cups put um, Let's Go Brandon because they refused to shut down or enforce the vaccine mandate? Now, I did hear that they refused the mandate. I didn't know about the cup, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know whether it was photoshopped or not. I can't find any verifiable proof. Um, but I still think that In-N-Out Burger, because Brandon Brown, who drives for, and I did look up his uh, stats, he drives for a very underfunded, low-budget um, team. It's just him and his father, really. I assume the Xfinity series is not the uh, the, the main cup series. Um I think because I think that's still the Sprint Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not versed on NASCAR lingo too much, but I did kind of put out there that In and Out Burger should now sponsor Brandon Brown and his team, so that maybe they have some good sponsorship money uh, and be and be able to race. I assume it was his first. It was his his first victory of the year, and I feel bad for the guy because um, his. Um, his victory was overshadowed by this, you know, faux pas, if you will, from the, uh, from the reporter. And now it's become an internet sensation. And the guy who it's, you know, his namesake, Brandon, Brandon Brown is not even anywhere in there because it's all been about Bozo Joe. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he will probably always in a way be remembered too. I mean, I, <laughs> You can look at it both ways. He might be infamous now. I I agree with that. But when you hear, like, even going forward, let's say a year from now, when you hear the term, let's go, Brandon, are you going to remember who Brandon is? Nope. Exactly. So how, you know, he may be in the spotlight a little bit right now, but it's still not going to be pretty when, you know, his, you know, the, the, the actual Brandon is, is left behind, so to speak. Right. And, but if, if people would do like you said, and actually sponsor, then that would 
maybe make up for it. Yeah, yeah I agree. Let's hope that maybe he gets a sponsorship for his next race um, and, uh, you know, keep it going. But um, I believe I, that's, go, what was that? I heard, um, I can't verify that this is really true, but I was sent a clip of a congressman on the house of the floor, the, the floor of the house. <laughs> and um, he ended his speech with, let's, let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. I think a couple of them did. I did hear about that. So I know that that is true. <laughs> it's crazy. I, you hear it all the time now. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, you do. And um, like and I the said, song the song is still great. The song is great. Song. And um, actually it was like we said, it was banned from YouTube and it actually knocked Adele out of the number one spot on Apple iTunes downloads. So oh, that's how, uh, immense the uh audience is for the fact i mean biden's approval rating as as an all-time low right the more people disapprove of his job you know it's at 52 percent in his first year i don't think you know i mean trump over the over the same time frame had a better approval rating you know and actually got better over the term over the term um but yeah biden's approval rating is tanking um we're still now have you been keeping up i I just kind of saw this on on the tv at the gym apparently in virginia they're going with a very tight governor race and um one of the things on the docket is a banned book yeah um tony morrison's book i think it's called beloved maybe or something i think it starts with a b something like that um, I just, like I said, I just saw a, bur- a blurb on the, at, on the TV of the gym. I, uh, it all goes, it ties into the school board meetings and that someone had brought this book. This book has, I, I do not know the title, but they did show scenes from it or pages from the book. They had to blur out stuff. This isn't, you know, I believe a grade school, but it showed actual sex their drawings but um all different kinds of sex and even pedophilia you know just oh my god yeah okay so i'm I'm reading this off of uh uh yahoo news uh top critical race theory scholar calls attacks on tony morrison novel a bait and switch and apparently um it's it is called Beloved or Beloved. It's being targeted in the Virginia governor race in a GOP ad and is decried by leading critical race theory scholar Kimberly Crenshaw um, and saying that the it's like a political bait and switch. It's a video. I'm not going to play it or anything, and I don't feel like watching it. But it's apparently that is um, that's that's one of the bigger issues right now. Um, uh, and like this book is a a big thing um i don't know i'll have to read into it but it's you know and it's amazing how how much thing things are getting able to things are being able to get a be, get away with nowadays i i don't know the book i'm gonna have to read up on it or whatever but um my my fiance plays the game bit life Okay, on, on, on the phone. It's a it's an app and, and it's called BitLife. 
and they give you challenges. I played it for a little bit, but then it got boring. So I just stopped. Literally, it's just one of those things where you click and it advances you by age. You start as a baby and you just make your decisions for your life. Okay. Um, and apparently one of the challenges was to have a hundred hundred children in your lifetime. <laughs> and literally they make it so that you have to like, they don't allow you to quote unquote have sex or choose to have sex or make love until you're 18 years old. Fine. But if you're in a relationship as a teenager, you're able to get pregnant by the age of 14. So that's obviously inferred that they're allowing, you know, it's a game. I get it. And I'm not somebody, I'm not one of those, you know, old fogies that blames games for a lot of things um, because I can, you know, tell the difference between entertainment and reality, but um, still to, and they market this game to kids. So if you're allowing your um, avatar, for lack of a better term, to get pregnant at the age of 14, what kind of a message is that, you know, without, you know, choosing to have sex, what does that tell the, the teenagers that are playing this game? I think with teenagers too, or with our kids now, their virtual reality is so much a part of their re- reality because they've grown up with it and it's so much a part that you'd think that that would just show them that it it's just okay. It's um, my, my daughter, um, my youngest daughter is a Girl Scout. Okay. Um, was a girl. Well, she still is because she's a lifetime, but she did the gold award, which I don't know. It's like the Boy Scouts Cub Scout award. It's a big deal. Okay. And she, she has a, a website. She made a website mm-hmm. um, against child marriage. Okay. And in the United States, in some states, you can get married at any age with your parents' permission. I've heard that. And um, yeah, it's anyway. So that made me, me think of that. And she did a lot of, I wish I could remember the name of the site, but it's, it's very good. And um, but just shows you our kids, we're not taking care of them. If, if we are teaching them that sex is okay. Um, if you, I just, not that young you know there's an age when you understand and an age when you don't exactly no exactly and that's my point too is that obviously i'm not somebody i'm not a prude i've never been a prude and you know it's like sex is something that was yes i know the 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 religious zealots are gonna be like sex is here for procreation that's it no that's not necessarily true i mean yes that does come out of it but you know sex is something to be enjoyed when you're able to make that choice as a you know as an informed individual um you know and and that age is subjective you know and i'm not saying that you know there should be 13 year olds out there that are informed enough to make that choice i'm not saying that at all because that's absolutely ridiculous but you know they have age of consent laws in every state where you know i think in connecticut it's like 16 and a half um you know but but again it's like are all 16 year olds, um, you know, that mature enough to make that decision to, you know, have sex. 
I don't think so. I know at 16, I wasn't that mature enough. No, no. It, I mean, it could be a life changing event. You know, <laughs> it's definitely, I have five children. I know it can be a life changing event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. It's, um, it's one of the things where, you know, there's going to be, signs but and it goes back to the same thing if you're not going to allow your child to have sex at whatever age they want why would you allow your child to change their gender at a young age no i i agree it's the same thing you you need to be an adult you need to understand what the decision you're making lasts forever right exactly Kind of like suicide is what people need to realize that uh, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. No, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And, and especially when you're a teenager, all the hormones that are going through your body, you know, your body's changing your life, your mind is changing. That's why there's so much mental health problems with teenagers because their, their minds are not only being, you know, expanded in school, but they're getting hit every which way with peer pressure. They're getting hit every which way with the media. So why are you going to make a, like you said, a permanent life-changing decision, like going to visit Dr. Chops the cock off and, you know, um, then not being able to reverse it. Right. I mean, oh, that, yeah, it's, I don't know. And, I, you know, right there, we're back to, we're back to that school board meeting. Mm-hmm. We're back to our government taking over the education uh, of our children. And I- It's anymore, it's indoctrination. It, it is, it definitely is. And I, people who can't see that, just read your history. Just read about Hitler, read about Stalin. You know? what I was told that a lot of the new history books now are even changing the narrative on Hitler. I, I don't, know exactly for sure because i wasn't necessarily listening but a co-worker of mine who kind of has the same viewpoints had said that you know one of his nieces or nephews got a history book and it's it left out a lot of the negative history of hitler really yeah uh, it's sad it, it's i mean that's sad that they need to change our history here um history I, 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 I want to see how they paint 9 11. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I really should ask my son, who I believe took US history last year or this year. Um, and uh, I want to see what they say about 9 11. Because now I'm not somebody who's anti Muslim. I'm not, I'm not somebody who's anti anything. Because quite honestly, I have friends from every background, culture, nationality, whatever there is. I have friends from all walks of life. I'm not anti anything. But when you have the facts that 9-11 was perpetrated by Muslim extremists, yes, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are anti-Muslim. Is it warranted? Is it is it something that should be there? No, absolutely not. Just the same way that, um, just the same way that, you know, people who were, who are against the Black Lives Matter movement are not anti-Black. It's, you know, 
they, one doesn't correlate with the other. Right. And, you know, if you may be against Islamic extremists, which is fine, but then you also have to be against Christian extremists, like the ones that are bombing abortion clinics. Right. I agree. I, oh, abortion is, yeah, uh, uh, is a bad subject too, I guess. I, I don't believe abortion is right. I don't believe it's right, but I do believe the woman has the choice. It's not a decision that I would make. But at the same time, like, I also don't feel that it should be used as birth control. If it's something where there's a medical opinion, again, opinion, but a medical opinion that either the mother or the child is going to be harmed during birth or, or whatever, then there's a decision to be made. But I don't feel it should be someone who just, you know, whether didn't use a condom or you know, just wanted to get laid and, and have unprotected sex. And then she got pregnant. I'm sorry, you have to live with the consequences. Right. And I also don't think that it's right for, it's the woman's choice to keep it or not keep it. But it, the man doesn't get a choice. Right. That baby's born, he's responsible. Exactly. Shouldn't he be able to be, say, hey, I want that baby born? Shouldn't he have some right then too? You should. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know the answer. When I was young, I um, I had a friend who was got pregnant, and um, they really wanted the baby, but it uh, it had something very wrong with it. Would only live a few days, um, and she, the mother um, she didn't know if. They didn't know if she would survive the birth. Okay. She had other children and she made the decision very cheerfully that they needed to abort. But um, our hospital here is a Catholic hospital and they couldn't do it. So that she went to an abortion clinic and there were people yelling at her, yelling, don't kill your baby. Don't. And it was so awful for her that I mean, I couldn't do that. I couldn't kill my baby either. I don't think that you should. I think as soon as that thing is egg hits sperm, it's baby. Mm -hmm. But um, I just don't know. There needs to be a better answer than us just killing babies. I, and I think women, I think women have a choice. But like you said, if you, if you make that choice to have sex, there's always a chance, no matter with birth control or not, that it's going to fail and it's going to result in a child. So if you are at an age and an ability to make that choice, you made the choice. Mm -hmm. So, but there's, if we could just get guys to carry the babies, then we're good. Well, that has <laughs> happened, although it is not natural. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think we discussed that before, but if, if the, yeah, I don't know. Guys need a need but, a right. But I also, but I also feel like, why does the you know with the whole like, and it brings up a whole other thing. If you're if you're so adamant, my body, my choice when it comes to abortion, it's those same people that are pushing the vaccine mandate. Right? Isn't that insane? My body, my choice. You can't have it both ways. It, but they don't see it that way. They they I don't get it. And with the whether I get the vaccine or not, doesn't make any difference 
to the people around me because right. I can still give it to, I can still get it and I can still give it to them. Right. My hospitals here are not overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So if I am in the hospital because I'm dying from COVID because I didn't get the vaccination, I'm not hurting other people. Right. You know, so when you abort a baby, you are hurting someone else. Mm -hmm. If you choose not to get a vaccination, you're not. I mean, you can argue that potentially you're potentially hurting yourself. Right. You're, what are you really vaccinating yourself against? A disease or a virus that has a 95% survival rate. Right. So, okay. But that's why it's like, I really feel like this entire mandate is just something that is, like you said, it's a test pattern for how they're going to control us and how much control the, we're willing to allow them to have. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate that that's where we're at. It makes me sad. I it love does. this country so much. You know, and it started with Obamacare. Then we had four years of, of somebody who's actually four Americans and cleaning up the country. But because of the continuous anti-Trump rhetoric, from every which way, every media, you know, place, everything. Like the reason why both impeachments failed is because there was nothing there for them to get them on. So for all the media, all the anti-Trump this and Trump's a racist and this and that, and, and he hurts, he's, you know, he mocks people and he, you know, says, who cares if he says hurtful things? I would much rather have a president say hurtful things, but run our country well, than somebody who is presidential, but can't do jack shit for the country. Instead, puts us down into a worse depression than uh, 2008. I agree completely. Let's look at the job they're doing. Kind of like you can look at an actor and not like things they say, mm -hmm. but like the way they act. Right. Robert De Niro, perfect example. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just all, why, why is this all happening? <laughs> um, all right. Well, we've been at it for about an hour. So I really think that uh, it's time to go. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess one of the rules of podcasting is not to go over an hour. Although I have to say first, our, our first week together um, with our, with, with last week's show, you know, in the first week doing, you know, the numbers that it did was actually an improvement over what it's been for me alone. So let's just hope that uh, things keep on the uptrend and hopefully get some sponsorship soon and, you know, take it from there. Maybe we could fund your next book. Ooh, yeah, I'd love to have the money to get that second one published. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Valerie, thank you. As always, it's been a pleasure. Um, again, my name is Vinny. I am your bariatric bachelor now engaged. Um, follow me on Twitter at the Epsil SWE. You can go ahead and follow the show on Twitter at Bariatric ENGPOD. You can follow me on TikTok at Bariatric underscore Bachelor. Uh, again, as always, you can find this wherever you find your favorite podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, we are powered through Anchor, um, but you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, just absolutely everywhere. Podbean, I believe, is another one. Um, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. And I, of course, I will tweet this out on Twitter as well as Snapchat. Um, but again, Valerie, have a great week. Uh, and we'll, we'll be, we will be back next week. 
Um, same time, same place, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. All right. And you guys remember to tell Vinny how much you love me because I don't have any of that. <laughs> so tell him, tell him that you love me. And if you can't tell from my voice, I'm very cute. <laughs> don't tell him really. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going to comment on that because my fiance might kill me. So I will, uh, I will, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good week. All right. Bye. I'm the boogeyman. I'm gonna get you! <laughs> <laughs>